Oh boy, here we go. Welcome to the audio version of the Coach's Notes. And you may hear some cars and things in the background because I'm in my upstairs office and I have the window open because it's super muggy here, believe it or not. It's been um, raining for the most parts of today. Um, but the temperature's been well, so man, you can't be that, can't complain. But anyway, so... You know what I said last time on this thing. It's just, this is just me having a conversation um, with you guys. Not, a, not meant to be a souped-up studio podcast. All right, so today, 25th of June, and it is George Orwell's birthday. And each year... A group of us, a group of us, travel down to Sutton Courtney, to All Saints Church, where George Orwell's grave is, and we meet there for what we call the 1984 Symposium. As that's pretty neat. It's been going for about 12 years now, um, and you always get a you know, a mix of different crowds, and the backgrounds are so varied. And a lot of people are in tech, people, writers, um, business owners. There's all sorts of folks that are that are at this thing, and it's uh, so. It's always I always learn a lot, and I come away inspired as well. I mean, some of the things I learned today are quite scary in relationship to um, the technology that we have, and and the reason why we meet, and we meet. I mean, if you have read 1984, Orwell's dystopian novel, um, you know, his themes are about the risk of government's kind of overreach, repressive regimes, um, and things of that, that, that kind of nature. And, and it, as I, you know, scan back through 1984 and think of some of the terms that come out of that, like thought police, Big Brother, Cult of Personality, all these things that we're living with, you know, now, thought crime. Um, and there's a lot of scary stuff. I just, I'm just saying thought crime. Um, and one of the things I saw in a recent article was um, AI that can take big data of a particular area where maybe say crimes of you know, high crime rate or whatever, um, and individually can predict when or potentially someone that's committed a crime in the past is going to commit another crime in the future, and kind of where at. And um, and I know that's that sounding so sci-fi, isn't it? Sounding exactly like. Minority Report, and um, but it's a scary thing. I mean, you on the one hand you think, um, well, good because you can stop a crime that hasn't happened. But on the other hand, it's a machine running some numbers predicting a crime that you haven't committed yet, and then someone being on hand to stop you from doing that before you do it. It kind of flips the whole you know, innocent till proven guilty on its head, doesn't it? 
And then, you know, all sorts of questions. One, this data that's being collected, um, is this data that you freely have given? Is this data that's just scraped from the CCTV, scraped from your phone, scraped from your internet usage, um, and then used by some nameless, faceless organization of people somewhere feeding information into a computer, getting some information backed, and then taking action on that to hook you up <laughs> before you even done anything. It's just crazy. So and that's some of the kind of things that we talk about at the 1984 symposium. Um and yeah, it's it's uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, um, there was it was a conversation about some facial recognition, um, and how this particular software, again with algorithms and stuff, can can piece together who you are just based off of your facial features. It's, you know, technology is that sufficient and how you move and walk and that sort of thing um and in this is mainly to well i was going to tell you the whole of the project but i probably can't because i think the person that was telling us it waited till after everybody was done recording stuff to kind of talk about it so i won't go really specific into it but anyway it can the gist of it is this piece of software recognizes who you are and can prevent you from doing something a particular um, crime. Yeah, but again, it was this, you know, I joked on Twitter a little earlier um, today about <laughs> don't look up, walk with a limp, because you know that there's, you know, Again, with the algorithms are crazy, aren't they? You know, they can recognize you by your gait. And so walk with a limp. Don't look up. In fact, this person was saying that the software is sophisticated enough that, you know, you could be wearing sunglasses, a hat, and it'll still recognize you. And it can still, it can just about detect you, even if you're wearing a balaclava. Now that's just crazy, isn't it? And I know in things that I've read um, previously about, you know, like companies and facial recognition and advertising, like if you're walking, going through the mall and those billboards and they change, you can recognize, it doesn't recognize who you are individually, but it recognizes your demographic age, race, that kind of thing, and then feed you ads based off of that demographic. Great for the company, and I guess in some ways you might say, well, or at least they're presenting me, or some people argue, well, you know, well, at least I'm getting presented something that I might be interested in, but it's just crazy for me that that level of technology, and you'll even notice it now if you're walking through town um, with your phone um, you may get a text again companies tracking 
who have you know they have the contracts with the you know the phone your phone provider would have you know sold some advertising space you come into the vicinity of one of these shops and you'll get a text saying this is on sale or stop it here and buy that i like i use ways for my um sat nav and often driving through an area especially when you stop like stop at a stop right it kind of sends a pop-up that says oh yeah stop in grab a coffee at this place or stop in this shop and just based off of my location where i'm at so there's all this information that's out there basically and being tracked like and everything that we do there's companies that are scraping our data and using it um, your social media and all that sort of stuff that's being scraped and being used and fed into these supercomputers. We even got into a conversation about uh, quantum computers. I don't even understand quantum computers, so I've got some homework to do because um, <laughs> it sounds like when you get to that space, it's just a whole other level of insanity with quantum, quantum computers. And... So yeah, so you got companies to do, and of course they want to sell you things. Um, and the other scary piece of this thing is, you know, well, governments and what are they going to do with this information? Uh, one of the guys there who's a big um, conspiracy theorist type, but he quite he's an investigative journalist basically, um, and he was talking about. You know, because we're having this conversation about, okay, well, what, all right, so what, your data's there. And if you're not doing anything wrong, what do you have to hide in relationship to the government aspect? Um, but then he pointed out, you know, some of the things that happened um, in sort of, you know, the sort of Nazi Germany time and the identification of the little punch cards that people had and how you can, you can segment a population, find a population, do things based off of the info that you've collected. Someone raised a, an interesting point is, you know, if you, if you just, you know, tracked away um, laws and things have changed, evolved, and um, stuff being illegal to become illegal to become an illegal. Um, seemingly, you know, in a sense, is, you know, is it arbitrary? Maybe. Um but, you know, can just make a decision to say, well, you can't do this anymore. I mean, or you could just take something simple like your sort of sexuality. And, you know, if you were, you know, homosexual in places, that's illegal, right? And But oh, how is a government empowered to say you don't have the right to do what you want to do in an instance like that? You know, there's no basis other than someone that's in power saying this isn't how I want things to work in a society with this group of people. So therefore, you know, we get to treat them like this or restrict them in their freedoms. Um, so it's scary, I guess, is, is the, the bottom line on this for me. It's a scary thing about what can be done with all this data that you have and these algorithms that are predicting your actions before you do your actions just based off of your current patterns from your buying habits to the 
stores you go into, to your surfing on the internet, to the books that you buy, the organizations you belong to. I mean, just just think of all that data that you have out there. You know, I mean, we don't, you know, you just kind of get on with life, aren't you? Just doing your thing. But if you think about all that data and the power of the computing and these algorithms that can feed all of that in and be able to accurately predict your actions, what you're going to do, what you're going to buy, when you're likely going to die, all that kind of stuff is just mad, isn't it? Um, someone relayed a story about how they finally did catch Bin Laden, and, and I hadn't heard this, and um, I haven't verified it yet, so maybe I'm going to tell you the story, but you'll check it out, because I'll check it out on the internet, do some searching around for it as well, in terms of how they were finally able to find him. Um, and you would have thought it would have, I thought at any rate, it was all maybe some satellite tracking. Eventually they caught him with this facial recognition. But it wasn't that, it was DNA. And it was um, offering in a sort of benevolent way to give vaccinations to Pakistanis. And um, I forget at the top of my mind right now which vaccination they were being vaccinated against but it was free but pay for it um, and and from that because they had one of Bin Laden's relatives that they had detained in New York they were able to pinpoint what area he would likely to be in and so on so the rest is history in that aspect but you know using you know the vaccination which then gave them access to persons, you know, people's DNA, <laughs> and then be able to take that and match it up and find someone um, via that method. Okay, great. We found someone that was, you know, most wanted. But again, it was, but this the principle of here is some data that's out there. You don't know what people are going to use or governments are going to use that data for you don't know who sees your data you don't know what those people might do with your data at some point in time you would hope and you would want and you would think and i guess what makes us carry on is that mostly you know it won't affect us in an overt way um but as you saw you saw the things that happened with facebook and Cambridge Analytica, um, you know, the influence of the presidential elections in the U.S., again, based off of, you know, when you think of sort of the various different social media channels and the algorithms there and what they feed to you, and based off of your, again, your patterns of consumption when you're online, and then they continue to feed you stuff that verifies in your own head that you thought might be, that this is the correct way of thinking, or that the problem's worse than you might have imagined, because that's all you're seeing, but that's all the algorithms are wanting you to see. And we've talked a lot about um, social media and that fact, and, you know, you know, should we step away from the phone? spending so much time on these smartphones that are collecting more and more data and then we even got into the sort of Alexa and um, the Google Home 
aspect and the ear that's always on. Talk again, talk about 1984. You know, you got this device in your house that is literally always listening your smart tv you know some people say oh i'm not going to get an alexa that's why i have an alexa in my house well your phone listens to you your smart tv can see can hear you and so it's you know it's almost like well you can't really escape from it other than to not have to not have this technology in your house. I was interested in the number of people that, um, there was at least two people in the group who were, like one guy is like completely a ghost. He's not on social media at all, but he's on it. He does. He says he's not on, he doesn't have any profiles anywhere because of, if, if and, and back and forth with the smartphone, but one that the distractions and, he knows if he has it, then he's going to want to check it. So the only way to keep him from, keep himself from, you know, picking up and checking or getting online on a computer to go look at social media is to just not have any accounts at all. <laughs> Which again, I, I, I mean, that's, that's a technique, isn't it? I guess. Um, another guy was, you know, he has conscious sort of digital detoxes, I guess, like, you know, just give up the phone and get back into life, which is interesting. And I was thinking about that on my drive back from Sutton Courtney. Um, yeah. To give up the smartphone for a period of time. But then I think, you know, for like someone like me who, you know, the internet is largely how I, you know, being self-employed and being able to use it to connect with people in that, you know, how do you disconnect in that space if you use it for that? Hmm. But I might maybe, like maybe a weekend or something, maybe just take a, a break because it's, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what was life like before internet, social media, and all that kind of stuff. And, and in fact, I was having this discussion last night. Because um, I do geek a lot. But even prior to internet and all that, I was still geeking. I just read more books, but I still read tons of books now. But I could probably read even more if I carved out some time away from the more time away from the internet i don't know anyway i might just experiment with it and play with that um some just have that taste of what of just back in, re, in real life as they say so yeah 1984 if you haven't read it read it of course you could watch the movie version i guess as well um, some important themes that are in there some, and, and stuff that you see around you now with super states and thought police and thought crimes and, you know, the always-on technology listening to you, collecting your data, somebody making a decision about what to do with that data. Um, it's out there. 
what do you do with it? Can Do you disconnect and don't be a part of society? You know, drop out? Or, I say smarter usage, but any usage of it collects data on you. And you got If you have a smartphone, all sorts of data is going through that that's being collected by the different apps that you use, by the very phone itself um, is there. So, yeah, stuff to consider. Consider what this means sort of going forward into the future. And I'm going to go ahead and call this. Hold on a second. Uh. Got the big, big old tractor driving down my street. I thought it was someone mowing their lawn, but it, that's not. It's a, a dude. <laughs> it, it almost looks like he's joyriding on a little cat tractor thingy. It looks like he's just out chilling on a joyride. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so um, on the newsletter itself, you might notice my new little banner I've got. Um, I just only just put it up today, actually. Coach's notes. The non-teaching of a wayward coach. So that's where I'm evolving to. Evolving to figure out what this, the brand is, or what this stands for, what this, what am I doing? Where are we going? But yeah, so you'll see the little banner. I like my little fish there as well. Coach's notes and non-teachings of a wayward coach. And on a high-level speak, and where I'm wanting to make this umbrella, what is this thing about the value proposition, which I mentioned in the newsletter? Um, it's about the simplicity of thinking and living. Yeah, I like that. And that's where we're headed. Let me leave you with something from Li Po, Chinese poet that I like. He's laying it down here. He says, you never get what you want in this life. So why not shake your hair loose on a boat at play in the dawn light? There you go. Peace out, people.